Hello and welcome to the Amateur Hour, a podcast from Amateur Mastermind Productions. Every other week, four young creatives get together to talk about whatever it is young creatives talk about. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Messina. And to my immediate right, the first tripod leg, Darren Tan. Hello. Across from me, the second tripod leg, Richard Chow. Hey, what's up, everyone? And finally, the third tripod leg, Joanne Jojo Chang. Hello. The back tripod? <laughs> the back tripod. The back one. It's like on a C-stand. One, one of yep. them. They're all different. You know, the support. Yeah. Yep. Which was which was the one you put the sandbags on? All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, you're just oh, sandbag everything. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little yeah. conflicted because I keep doing like rules of three for these intros, but then I don't have a role in most of them. Yeah, you're so, right. Because you're the main star. Uh, we're just your support. That's facts. Uh, See, we're the, the tripod, tripod legs. Yeah, you're, no, no, no. you're the camera. Yeah, you're the right. camera. Yeah, we're yeah, the tripod legs. Gotcha. Sounds good. Sounds good. How is everyone doing? I wanted to do some like mental health check-ins at the top of every episode and just ask how is everyone holding up it's all right yeah could be better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's tough with covid yeah. um yeah i was i will say though um because i am i feel like last semester i felt like i wasn't doing enough because if like with covid it just feels like you have more time right there's mm. like i realize like whenever i have to travel anywhere i forget that there needs to be time allocated to traveling so then I oh, get yeah. frustrated That's myself because I'm like, oh, like I still have 10 minutes. I'm like, wait, I have to drive. That means I have to move. That means I have to like take those 10 minutes to move from point A to point B. Um, and then I, I did find myself in a lot of situations where I frustrated myself because I'm like, oh, like how could I be so bad at time managing? But then it's like, I literally forgot. I can't just open a camera or like turn it on. Mm, yeah. Um, mm. I feel like you need to be a little delusional about that sometimes. Just, yeah. just to fit everything into your schedule. Like, yeah, sure, I'll go yeah. directly from right. from one town to another. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's easy because, like, you definitely want to do a lot of things. And then when you want to do those things, you sign up for more than you can handle sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's, like, the balance, right? Because when you're, like, really mm -hmm. passionate about certain things, that can make you, like, overwork yourself. But at the same time, it's, like, important to know, like, oh, I have to say no to some things. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to get rid of the whole schedule thing <laughs> what does that even mean i don't know just like a, an extremely scheduled life it's just it gets really depressing sometimes <laughs> like when everything is just so like set yeah 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 it seems like kind of robotic mm -hmm. especially with the whole like checklist thing too that i had going on mm. it's just like this thing then this thing then this it's like i don't know yeah it feels, yeah, it just feels really robotic. Yeah. I had it in my head a couple of weeks ago to take every Sunday and not take a break necessarily, but take a break from that structure and just say, work on whatever you want to work on when you feel like it. Mm. Um, and I haven't really been following through with that. <laughs> that was a thought in my head. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like it's a balance, right? Because like, you want some type of organization. So like, you know, like you have to get certain things done, mm -hmm. but definitely it feels like a box sometimes where it's like, oh, this is how things are. And I feel like, especially for COVID, I feel like usually if you have like work or school, you have a change in an environment because mm. it's like COVID. It's like it's always the same environment and like you don't you lose that work life balance. So I think that really strains your mental health because there's no clear separation between work and life. It becomes like mushed into one. No. I feel like that's probably a part of the reason too. Mush is a good word for I think everyone's mindset right yeah. now. Um, also, topic of the show, mental health. So yeah. we're just gonna keep on rolling with this this topic conversational train yeah i think um i know i'm kind of throwing it back to the the whole aapi thing but yes uh i think it was like yesterday um yeah i was just at a gas station i mean minding my own business i don't think i meant any harm by it but uh i think like affecting my mental health yes because 
So the context behind the story is like I'm at this gas station and it's this random dude walks up to me and sorry, um, I cannot stay on my knees. Yeah, Darren can just, Darren's gonna sit. Darren's gonna hell? sit back down. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> sit down. Like, taekwondo <laughs> class as a kid, I was not able to do that. Everyone's yeah. sitting there for like ten oh, yeah, hours yeah, yeah. or whatever. In, in I could kneeling position. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Please yeah. continue. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about mental health. This is physical health. Yeah, yeah. no, Darren's like, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. My no, knees. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Tell us. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, but basically, like, I don't think he meant any harm by it. Um, but he did walk up to me and he just went. Ni hao. In, in like that, in that way. Like, I feel like if he was like genuinely a person who was like looking, maybe, I don't know if he was trying to learn. Because I'm a pretty, I feel like I'm a pretty fair person. I don't look for problems. I don't think that if someone is looking to speak Chinese and they're not Chinese, then that's like, oh my gosh, how could you be speaking a different language? Like, so what, right? You're learning Spanish, you're learning French, you're learning English. It's all the same because mm-hmm. it's a language. Okay. Um, but I think it was just the manner where he didn't even start the conversation his conversation started was ni hao mm-hmm. and i was like so, what if yeah. i was korean what if mm-hmm. i was japanese right. like yeah man. what if i was american born like i don't even know a lick of my my culture my heritage yeah um and yeah and mm-hmm. i and i just i couldn't help but feel mm-hmm. almost an amount of indignation mm-hmm. but then i was kind of like you know what be patient because like maybe he's just trying to strike up a conversation mm-hmm. but then he just kept going with the, these like, random mando terms mm-hmm. like and it wasn't <sighs> even like it didn't even make any sense it was almost like he was trying to impress me with his chinese mm-hmm. and like saying random words and yeah just, like hamburger teacup yeah it <laughs> felt like that and then i was kind of <laughs> like conversation yeah and i was just yeah. like oh cool and i just kept nodding i was like yeah, yeah that's, this, uh, this, that's yeah. the chinese this yeah. reminds me of the time you told me that story though about when you when you tried to like check out of that shop or something like that, and the cash register was like, "Oh, sorry." Like, you, you told me the story. About oh that. my gosh, there's two incidents. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I it, yeah, this this actually brought me back to those two, and they were a little bit more like not okay because it wasn't like friendly in that sense. Like this guy, oh, at the end of the day, it's just ignorance, and ignorance can be solved through education. Mm-hmm. So I I do genuinely feel like it's not that he's like a lost cause. I think it's just understand mm-hmm. it. Because it's like, I was born in Queens, New York. I am not mm-hmm. and never was born in Chinese. Like Chinese. In China. <laughs> <sighs> I was born in English. Man, talk about mental health. Sorry. I was born in English. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just, um, essentially, like, it's just it's just a matter of, of like, hey, mm-hmm. like, what if I didn't know Chinese? Right. Or what yeah. if I wasn't even Chinese? Exactly. Sorry, and it's, mm-hmm. yeah. mic is blocking my face. Sorry. Yeah. And, no, it's not, it's okay. and it's not like you don't appreciate your culture or like you don't appreciate yeah. people learning your culture. Yeah, right? exactly. But I feel like the problem here is that he's assuming. Yeah. He's assuming yeah. that you're a certain background yeah. or race. Exactly. And I think that's like super. Um, yeah. yeah. There's this one time. Too. Yeah. And there's this one time I was in my internship. I'm sorry for cutting you off. But um, Darren, I think what you're referencing to is I was like, hi, I work for Milwaukee, which I was. And then I'm in the store. I'm in, I'm in Home Depot, by the way. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I work for Milwaukee. No, I was like, talking about a different one, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, Were you? God, how many are there? There's, there's so many. Yeah. Um, but basically, <laughs> this guy walks up to me and he goes, um, oh, I need some help. And, then, and I'm like, yeah, I work for Milwaukee. I can help you because he's looking for Milwaukee products. And he goes like, no, you don't. And I was like, I almost like, first thing I was like, do I not? Because I'm wearing so the shirt. leaves his body. Yeah, I was like, am I, am I not wearing the Milwaukee shirt? Like, do I not look like the guy? And then he goes, you work for Mitsubishi. And it didn't click for me until like five or 10 seconds after. And I was like, like that was supposed to be a joke for him. And I was just kind of like speechless. I literally didn't know how to react. I wasn't even angry because I was just so confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like, I felt like this this time, it was like almost a very similar kind of thing. And it just got me, it, like it just pushed up a lot of different emotions. Like at low key at the end, I felt like crying. Mm-hmm. And then I've never felt like that before whenever I ever faced a situation. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds really ridiculous, but 
I almost was like, I'm just going to leave it alone because I've experienced it so many times. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. felt like I was numb to it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. How are you like your feelings when like that happens? Like what goes through your brain or like, I think it's a lot of like, it's a lot of, of, of frustration, irritation, annoyance, but then also sadness. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm born here. Like, a guy comes up to me and he asks me, where are you from? And I'm like, Queens. And he's like, no, where are you really from? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, born in Queens, raised in Queens. And he goes, no, 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 where are your parents from? I'm like, why do you, why do you have to dig so far? <laughs> like, what's, what's it to you almost? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't go up to a person and go, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you really from? Where are your parents from? Like, I don't yeah. dig yeah, yeah. that far. Yeah. yeah, and it's like like you're saying, it, part of it is them assuming things or or not knowing certain things about you, but it's also it just makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, that they're even if they 100% nail it and they're like, oh, you're obviously trying, even if they know your hometown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's weird that you're putting someone out like that and highlighting this thing that makes them different or something yeah. that might be personal or even trauma laden them a little bit and yeah. so right. for me being adopted a lot of people will ask me those things point blank and i'm like for me personally i've had a good experience i'm willing to talk to you about it but i also i always have to preface by saying you can't do that with other people yeah like, other people will get really pissed off or really sad and you'll, you'll trigger someone mm-hmm. in the actual like ptsd sense mm-hmm. yeah not yeah. trigger them in the political or yeah. politics sense or whatever yeah right. I, i've always, always wondered how you handle those situations especially like i mean if it's a stranger it's like, like yeah, whatever, man. But like, if it's someone that you know, you have to see every day, yeah. man, that's yeah, it's a whole yeah. different thing. It's mm-hmm. like you don't want to disrespect them at the same time by yeah. coming back with the same kind of energy, but at the yeah, same yeah. time, you don't. I don't really know. People, I'm trying to do that yeah. so much more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like, know what? On second thought, you should disrespect nice. <laughs> all the time. Being too nice. I'm yeah, more mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like there have been s- several occasions where it's like, where is that line, right? For for what people can do, what people can joke about, right? Because it's like I don't want to be a complete hard ass about every single thing. Like, yeah. oh, you said something about Asians, like this and that. Like, I, I want to be like a little bit more chill yeah. about it when it comes to certain things. But it's like there's a line where you cross it, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah. It's also like there's a difference yeah. between oh anything's allowed in a comedy club, a physical space where everyone enters it for the sole purpose of hearing comedy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. a random dude in Home Depot, the most American <laughs> store that you could think of, by the way. Yeah. Nails and, and two-by-fours. Yeah. 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 I, the, the, I had another experience at Home Depot. Got some random guy walks mm-hmm. past me, and he just, like, cursing me out, like, go back to where you effing came from. Mm-hmm. And it was me and this other, like, my other friend, Yo. Ryan. And then we're just kind of like, like, are you talking to us? But there's nobody else in the aisle. Yeah. And his face was so red, and his three-year-old's next to him, he's just, like, keep, like, holding him along. Oh, are we your three-year-old? Yeah, I was Bro. so confused. Oh I was gosh. like, oh, what if something goes down, you have your three-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are you starting shit? Yeah. <laughs> and Richard, too, he's tall. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, so there's that, and then there's, like, the little stuff. Like, uh, like I remember, like, one time my mom was, like, walking by um this homeless dude and this guy was like wow kung fu lady and i was like what? yo that is so messed up people are yo, just so messed up fuck? because yeah 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 and my mom just walked by mm-hmm. and she was just like wow <laughs> oh my <laughs> you, god you think i know kung fu huh <laughs> yeah i mean she took it she took it well but yeah, <laughs> yeah and back to the topic mm-hmm. of mental health like yeah. talking about how externalities or how other people can affect 
you yourself yeah. and, and um, your zen almost exactly yeah and shout out to sephora who goes to school with us she's always talking about in you know different events and stuff like that for mm. the multicultural community um it's not your job to educate people necessarily part of being nice to yourself and filling your own cup as is a phrase that goes around um you have to know when to just back off and say, I'm not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And then know when to re-engage and actually say, actually, you can't do that. And here's, you know, X, Y, and Z, Y. And right. here's the education part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Is it give and take? And you have to yeah. keep that in mind for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, where is that line, right? Yeah. 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 For, like, for when for to educate. Yeah. When to just joke around about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. To, yeah. When to leave it. Like when to throw hands. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, throw hands is like... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, if they're throwing hands at you, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. self-defense. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I feel like there's definitely the line because you get so mm-hmm. tired, you know, like either defending your position or like I guess educating people, not because like mm-hmm. you're like and not be all like you know everything, but because there's just some things that's like slightly you know off and like you want to correct that clarification, but yeah. then. It gets very tiring. I know my friend, he's like super passionate about like activism and then he gets really tired like trying to convince people yes, all the time because he's like, oh my God, I explain the same thing again and again with patience and then like he loses it because it's mm-hmm. like, it's too much for him. Yeah. And I really appreciate those people because it's like, it's hard to keep that cool and I'm still working on that myself. So like mm-hmm. props to him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think definitely like that that mental health aspect is also like, it's not even... um necessarily doesn't even necessarily stem from like a lack thereof mm-hmm. i think at times it's, it's literally just the external things that that affect you that kind of knock you off balance and you don't know or you don't even like like understand how to get back up mm-hmm. and then i think like that's like when it kind of comes into play um yeah like i had my first like i didn't know it was anxiety or anything until someone told me he's like hey by the way like i have anxiety and this is what it this is it, what you're describing to me is exactly what it was mm-hmm. and then this was like my sophomore year like the end of it and i was like oh i'm having anxiety and panic attacks and that was the craziest thing to me when i finally recognized that but then at first i was like how could i be having this but then it was almost like i had to like come to terms with mm-hmm. it i was like okay well this happens mm-hmm. and it's like it's obviously it's not about like having it necessarily it's more about like how how do you move forward mm-hmm. and also how do you work with it mm-hmm. right um because i think everyone's going to face it at some point mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah definitely yeah. and being a a minority or b a guy a lot of the times means that you're not really encouraged to show that vulnerability exactly. or admit it yeah. or even realize it and i have you know other friends who aren't part of those two communities who also it, you just you need to take the time to check yourself and realize that because sometimes it happens. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I can't breathe right now. What is going on? Yeah, <laughs> right. I had that oh. like a similar experience. Yeah. She's like, I think, Mike, I think I have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Is that a nowhere? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not even like sometimes it's not of a pattern of it. It's just like that one moment, whatever you're facing at that time, whatever is just kind of mm-hmm. like coming at you all mm-hmm. at once like a wave it's it's your your body's natural instinct like it's almost like the you know the burning dog meme do you guys know the burning dog meme oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. like, it's like i'm, I'm Wait, everything's fine i'm okay meme? he's oh. like holding a coffee cup and he's just in a burning room like mm-hmm. everything around him is fire and he's just like smiling <laughs> just like in zen mode but then yeah. he's not he's not okay yeah. but it's almost like this pretentious kind of actually thing. to that point like that's that clip is only part of the comic book oh, the interesting original comic book has a few extra panels where it's like the dog melts in this grotesque way. Oh, no. And um, I, I think see. that really goes to show, like, an extra layer of truth, which is that it really does affect you. Yeah. It's, and then it also has that extra layer of truth of, that's not what the community, the internet meme community, latched onto. They yeah. didn't need to see someone falling and dying from that stress and that anxiety. They needed, you know, to just acknowledge that everyone feels like this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah. That's my pretentious writer's analysis uh, of that. We love it, we love it. <laughs> 
I thought that was reminds me of like fairy tales. You know how we have like Cinderella and we see like the very like Disney version of it, but then like the backstory is actually very grotesque and it's like yeah, yeah. I think that whole concept definitely tracks with what mm-hmm. you're saying too. So that reminded me of that. Pixar is hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, a lot great. of the first fairy tales is the children's fairy tales are actually really like grim. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were called the Grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Grim Brothers. And they'd be branded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> they're really violent. They'd be branded, honestly. so it's more like. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel, very violent. More but consumable then, yeah. for yeah, them. Yeah, more like, consumer man, friendly. We're not getting enough Instagram followers with this. We gotta rebrand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, rebrand. Right, right. Cut mm. some violence. Yeah. Put a little yeah, bit, just yeah. a sprinkle. It went from a hard R to like. A rough PG 13. Yeah, yeah. PG 13. Yeah. That's what interesting. You know, for everyone. Yeah. Okay, I think, incredible, yeah. The young adult novel series. Mm, yeah. yeah. What were you saying? I think so interesting, like the whole rebranding that idea, because it's like they know, like, it's like you know what you want to create, but mm-hmm. then it's like, well, what does the public want? You know, and then you kind of have to adapt to that. So it's like, what do you prioritize? Like, do you mm-hmm. care more about creating something you really want to, or do you care more about, oh, will people see this? But I feel mm-hmm. like it is important to have like a little bit of both, because when you are creating, you definitely want to have your message be like shown and like explored upon. Right. So there's that balance. I mean, what do you guys feel like? Yeah. I actually, I feel like this kind of extends into honestly into the mental health sphere again, Mm -hmm. just because like, what if you create something that the public doesn't want? And then now you're looking at the numbers and you're like, Oh my gosh. And you feel this huge pressure to like, to, to create, to make, and then Mm -hmm. like you get burnout and then Mm -hmm. you're, you're just like facing wall after wall Mm -hmm. after wall, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard of another. making stuff that you don't want to make. <laughs> another yeah. dude on um, a game podcast, Lauren Lanning. He, you know, does game development and stuff like that. And he was talking about Nintendo's system for how you can get a game on their platform. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you, you know, fail the test and your game doesn't make it onto their platform or whatever, they make it harder for you to then try again. Oh. Which is immensely like the worst thing ever, and it's actively discouraging you after you fail. Yeah. And really, we need the opposite, which is yeah. one thing that's great about video games. Like you know, if you're playing Mario and then you fail, it it doesn't say you suck or anything. You just right. you try again right away. Exactly. And you try and try, and as long as you're willing to keep on going and keep on trying, you you'll have you'll another chance. It. Exactly. You'll make it. Yeah. 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 Wow. I think that's super important because like that's a whole mental health factor, right? Like when you create, sometimes it's so subjective that. You create something and like maybe you think it's good and then like maybe all the public sentiment is not good or maybe just because it's something very controversial and there's backlash. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. do you believe in yourself enough to do that? And I'm in the stand-up comedy class right now and it's so interesting because they're saying oh, that, that comedians are like um, the first ones to have like public social commentary because like film and everything else takes so long to like yeah. catch up to it. So then they, sometimes they expose the hidden like darkness of society and mm. i think that's like so interesting because like man you know they say whatever the f they want and like sometimes it's okay i think some they work because two things it's just like so relatable like things that you might be thinking about they say it for you you're mm-hmm. like oh shit that's what i was thinking and yeah. then they all they have to do is tell the truth yeah yeah they really funny. do but they yeah. tell the truth but then it's like a lot of people are not comfortable telling the truth you know so they yeah. like they like go past that barrier yeah. of I mean, comfort that's chris rock's like whole entire thing is mm-hmm. just like exposing these truths yeah. like about relationships yeah. and mm-hmm. race and they yeah. should help too all yeah. this stuff yeah, yeah. trevor yeah. noah he does trevor more political noah, yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah 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 these yeah. guys there's another guy I'm forgetting his name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 we're looking at like older comedians and it's like so interesting because some of them have um like bad track records for like mm. sexual assault but then at the oh, same yeah. time so it's, it's so interesting because like they comment on these social things yeah that like obviously like expose a lot of the dark truth but then that, they themselves have this other side of them mm. that's so 
messed up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I, so there's like that whole thing, right? It's like the person and the person's work, you know? Mm. And then sometimes I think separating them has its benefits because it's like you do get to see like the work that they, because like they may be like really bad people, but they could still bring some value to the world. So I think having that is also like interesting to like cope with, right? Like how do you choose if they're a really bad person, do you still want to listen to them? Do you want to support them? Because if you support their work, are you saying that you support them as a person? Mm. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, their work is adding, like, social commentary. Their work is adding, like, value to society yeah. for us to think about these things. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Um, can I just add one little piece real quick? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. why I also, extending that conversation, too, it's like, that's why I personally believe, like, people... We can't relegate humans to be like two-dimensional creatures. Mm -hmm. Like we have to look at everyone like as a multi-dimensional being in a sense. Because yeah, it it means just that. And mm -hmm. it, it also feeds into mental health, but also feeds into what you're about to say. But Darren, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna talk about oh, man, Sneeko made a video where um he's talking about the same topic though. And uh he's talking about this uh the sandal comedian Patrice, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that was that was what his name was. And uh, apparently he, he had like diabetes and stuff like that. And he didn't get it treated because it was helping his work. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. I don't know about that one. No. So he was going through the pain mm. and he was finding his work through that pain. Yeah. But I mean, it was just that yeah. sacrifice, like, exactly. you know, um, dying for your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched Literally. that video. Makes, mm -hmm. that, that's what makes his like stuff so good. Yeah. Wow. But then it's also like at his expense. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I remember this, like Sneagle like had another commentary who was saying like they become so relatable because of the pain, like mm. the relatability of that is what makes them like good and funny, yeah, or like yeah. depression or like having suicidal thoughts. Like that's mm. what makes them like so like intact. And then some people, it's like some artists who like die for their work. It makes it just that much more real because like when they yeah. say those lyrics that like oh I'm gonna mm. jump off this whatever right they they I'm jump off this cliff or and then it's like because it happened that's why they also blow up because they're like wow now their lyrics mean something versus like if they just said those things and they didn't do it mm -hmm. then it's like oh yeah you know you're just saying it and yeah. i feel like that credibility is so fucked up mm -hmm. but i get it yeah. and like damn it's like juice world almost yeah okay it's weird though like how do you do that like how do you live like a happy life as an artist right mm -hmm. like when you're miserable and that's what people want you mm -hmm. know yeah. yeah that's where you get most of your work from yeah. yeah, and I do think as a society we kind of over romanticize that aspect of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's why you have a lot of you know fake gangster rappers or fake mm. people doing you know pretending like they have mental health issues or something like that. And whenever I'm talking about my own you know mental health issues, it, it's always a balance because you want to be able to open up and be vulnerable about it um, yeah. as like a goal for yourself, but you also don't want to oversell it to the point where you're watering down the words that you're using the way yeah. you're um, experiencing it because. Mm there are people who have have it much worse exactly. than, than you yourself do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it's essentially like being like, like really being real. I know it sounds like almost like in redundant, mm -hmm. but it's, it's actually trying to capture, like, just be completely honest, like with yourself and also everybody else. Yeah. Cause the more you try to tell a tall tale, the more that lie is going to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And it's just, it's just not worth it. And it's also not beneficial for anyone because it's just like, um, right. It diminishes the true difficulties. I think in any topic that we talk about, and I guess in the mental health context as well, like, it's just like, if you, if you try to put it beyond what it is, then at times it's almost like you're, you're trivializing something that, that could legitimately, right. you know, be someone's like vice, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that they live with every single day yeah. trying to figure mm -hmm. it out. Yeah.
Yeah, and then that's also like catering, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just trying to get that one extra view or something, and, and it just almost mm-hmm. makes it really like, mm-hmm. like it just I mean, it just makes it fake. It mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm. Just click baby and it's fake. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with meme culture as well. Being able to share these huge inside jokes almost, and it's it's good in that it again lets you know that you're not alone. Yeah. Other people feel the same way. They feel stressed out or they feel yeah. hopeless or whatever. But also on the other hand, it kind of normalizes it in a way that maybe you're not so comfortable with to the mm. point where you're all of a sudden no longer sure if your feelings are something that is totally normal and everyone's feeling this or if it's something where you're like maybe i should just oh, say someone about this mm. and there is that difference between functional depression and then dysfunctional depression right so functional is saying yeah i feel really depressed right now but that's because the situation around me dictates that i need to feel bad about it because it's bad stuff going on then there's dysfunctional depression where everything could be going great and you still feel like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's today where it's kind of, you can't really tell what the difference is because even if everything in your life personally is going great, we have systems set up that really attack your mental health and your mental well-being with you know, metrics on Instagram for likes mm-hmm. or if you're a creator, whether or not people enjoy what you're doing, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's this constant, like, it's a gray line. Now. I wonder how people back then, like, in the, like the 1900s when there was like no social media and they the just 1900s. focused on like making stuff because right now um, Darren and I yeah. are like in this film class and we watched a lot of like older films and it was like wow like they just probably made this because they just wanted to you know yeah. I don't know if they had like a target audience in mind <laughs> like we see a lot of like, this is our target audience but the thing is like uh, yeah the stuff they found interesting back then we like we have such short attention spans oh, we're just like oh my god, god we can't we were talking this about movie. this before yeah. like trailers trailer. of a trailer this is trailer. one that's called The Fog Line and it's 12 oh, yeah, minutes yeah, silent just film a, that was kind of dope though if you're high yeah. you could you could definitely oh no like, <laughs> we don't condone I feel like it's slow you have to like you know yeah yeah <laughs> if you're high every two minutes long yeah. um so like, yeah yeah the audience says probably would not have watched it maybe no, yeah. like, we, have, we definitely have to like yeah. want to like or find a way to watch it or else it's but also today like, you don't need everyone to watch your stuff like yeah. darren always brings yeah. up the concept of you just need your core audience of a yeah. couple people really mm-hmm. and today mm-hmm. with crowdsourcing and crowdfunding I, that's yeah. enough to sustain i'm, I'm i was a little weary about you know attracting such like, a big audience it's like because you what you want as a creator is you want your audience to be very, um, I guess, enjoy your work and enjoy certain aspects of what you do because of how you do it right. and not because of some like external thing, right? So it's like TikTok too. Like sometimes you can get fans because of some other thing that doesn't really matter too mm-hmm. much. Right. So, yeah. The only that, that core customer customer base, oh my god, that core audience base. I think it's yeah. like yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just like finding the audience first, yeah. you know, and like. So it's not about having like the biggest audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say you need like those one thousand like loyal yeah. people to listen to you. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And to your question before about why you make certain art, there's certain things that I write that are just for me and for me to process things. But most of the time, I'm creating things because I want to start some sort of a conversation, mm-hmm. and that is why. Be like our mission statement as amateur mastermind because we're looking to address social issues. And yeah. if we do that and we keep the conversation in this room, then it doesn't do a whole lot of good. Yeah. But if we can project it and yeah. put it out and extend it, then you start of. that dialogue. Exactly. Right, right. You can yeah. affect people. Yeah. Because I feel like film has that like really powerful like thing that you it makes you think, you know, when you watch something, mm-hmm. 
that you're like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you think a lot more about it. And then, like, there's, like, Reddit forums you can read afterwards. Like, what does this directive mean when they did this? Or, like, oh, what does the end of Tenet mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta watch it back. Inception. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Inception, right? Yeah. Oh, Inception's still confusing. Yeah. I've yeah. seen Infogram. No, no, no. Like, you, you, I feel like Inception's one of those movies you watch it and you're like, oh, that makes sense. But then when someone's like, yeah, okay, tell me. Tell me, what, what was it? And you're like, Oh. It just yeah. did. It just yeah. did. It just made sense, dude. Yeah. You, you gotta watch yeah. it again. I feel like when you read it, you're like, oh wow, that's so cool. It's like going deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And then like, I mean, I think figuring out like what the original message was is also interesting sometimes because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what they they intend to say, and then like uncovering those and like the little Easter eggs they place into it is also cool. Mm-hmm. If you watch things back again, spinning top yeah. at the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. throws me off every time. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> my zen is unbalanced. Yeah. 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 Do you guys ever feel like your mental health cripples your creativity then? Yeah, no, at times it's, it's, at times it's it staggering. Yeah. I think I, I go through a lot of self-sabotage too. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. A lot, a lot. You- yeah, yeah. For like uh, success wise, like I know sometimes I can see it working out and stuff like that. And then I don't know, I get scared of the mm. success or something like that. And then I, I, I want to like sabotage it. Mm. Like I don't want it to do as well for yeah. some reason. It's kind of like, like, f- like a bunch of people will start flocking and I know something's going to become popular and then I'll, I'll like try to like stop it. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's really weird. It's like is a it a conscious block. or is it like an unconscious thing that you do? Is it like, is it like, oh, I'm like, oh, I shut down sometimes everything. Sometimes it's unconscious, but sometimes it is, it is. It's conscious. It is conscious. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Uh, I really don't want to reach that like mm-hmm. pinnacle. Like I know it's gonna like do really well, and then like sometimes it just yeah. Yeah, I used to do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're afraid of of getting like getting to that point because you're afraid of falling harder, right? Like yeah, is it the no, fear? Some, it's also sometimes when it's going too well, you want to be like, all right, let's stop this because for some reason, why is this going so well? Oh, yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Think it's the fear of falling down. I think just a like you're uncomfortable because everything's changing very yeah, quickly yeah. on some level. Um, and you feel like you want to pump the brakes a little bit. It feels different. It feels too fast sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're always accelerating and you're like, this brake yeah. even yeah. work at this point? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, it kind of feels like you're riding like a unicycle on like a really thin line and mm-hmm. you're, you're going on it and you, you haven't fallen off yet. So you're, you're questioning. Why is this real? <laughs> off and how much agency you have? Like, is this yeah, guy yeah, really good at exactly. a cycle, or is yeah. it just chance? And once I make a mistake, I'm yeah. Or once die. the wind blows, like yeah. blows you off that that line, it's just like boom. Yeah, I was yeah. picturing myself. So, so you step down yourself from the wire, not to your death, but to you, you know, make that conscious safer. decision. Right? Yeah. So you were also picturing this. I don't know if we said this explicitly. I was picturing a unicyclist on like a tightrope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did we say that? Or yes, yes, yes. That's what Darren said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just making sure. He's in a line. <laughs> I put so. it in your brain. Yeah. 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 No, they're, they're speaking. Yeah, they're speaking without any words. <laughs> communicating. Just like looking in, at each like other. Like in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 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 Essentially, like, we talked a little bit about, and we're going towards the directions of, a direction of, like, mental health in being a creative or even, like, kind of putting out content um, and kind of what that looks like. Uh, so, so I guess, so we'll bounce that question back to everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I do think we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. I I we also that. We I mean see this is the thing it's like this is one of the situations where is it addressed or did we like mention it? It's never addressed. It's never yeah. addressable because I think it's a consistent yeah. and continuous like thing that anyone and everyone is going to be dealing with. I mean I think another angle to come at this is the portrayal of mental health in right. the media and in other you know yeah. forms of art and such. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, again, it's I feel like it's either demonized and a big stereotype for females, especially in older media, especially is that they're kind of neurotic or they're kind of crazy or moody and, and mood swingy. And that is one aspect of mental health that is then trivialized on mm -hmm. that end. Mm -hmm. And on the other end, it's also, like we mentioned before, romanticized to a certain extent yeah. where, you know, you have famously Kurt Cobain's suicide, you have Anthony Bourdain's suicide, you have Robin Williams' um, suicide. So it's, there is some kernel of truth there, I think, that there is great art that comes from people who suffer, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. from one thing or another. I remember, like, um, there's a lot of stress, especially for the K-pop world, just, like, a little bit, they have a lot of mental health issues that they cannot talk about. So when you're talking about, oh, if you come like a minority or if you're like male, it's harder for those things to come to light. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was like a lot of, in the past couple of years, there's been like a good amount of people who have committed suicide because of these mental health issues. And they like never really talked about it. And I feel like people, I think Korean nitsens, or that's what they call them, like online, like commenters. Mm -hmm. they're very, like they try to hide it. Yeah, they definitely try to hide it. Try to cover it. Yeah, because yeah. they have a brand image they have to like keep yeah. up and then, a lot of the people online are also very critical and very judgmental. So it's like, it's so easy for you to like lose a sense of like what you mean, especially like we said for media, right? It's so easy to look at the numbers online and be like, oh yeah, like this matters or this matters, whatever. And then mm -hmm. for them, it's like a lot of the critics are people that may maybe support them and they do something out of line, especially because Korean media is more conservative. Right, exactly. So it's like, let's say they are post like a little bit more like scandalous picture for like a female, like K-pop artist or something that like really like deters people. For example, Sully, her name was, um, she, her name is Sully, was Sully. And she Good was in um, FX, which is like a K-pop group. But then she kind of wasn't following in lines what people wanted, because she was just doing like her own thing and like being more like, I guess, provocative, not provocative, um, like she's not like the, the innocent image that they wanted her to portray like initially oh so she then, wasn't like was she, she, was less, she was less conservative yeah for right, sure and then it's like lines. for that like she got so much hate from like other people and that's just like so sad because like i mean just it's cultural difference right in the u.s if that happens i don't think like anyone would say anything but then for her because she had this image it's kind of like the disney star yeah, image yeah. where it's like once like miley cyrus like broke out of her hand Montana phase or like stuff like that they people were like not willing to accept it i feel like mm -hmm. that's also very harmful because I think artists change over time too, or maybe they don't even like yeah. fully expose who they really are because they're so inclined to like feed into like what the public wants, yeah, like going back to perception. that point, like fulfilling the role that people think they should mm -hmm. fit. And I feel like that is also like putting them in a box and very harmful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes it really sad because I remember um, it was someone's like anniversary, not like deaf anniversary, is that a term? Deaf anniversary? Anniversary. Like, like the ghosts in Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what do you call that? I have no idea. The anniversary of their passing. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. passing. <laughs> that's the concept of trying to Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like a memorial. Yeah. Not, not a memorium. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah Is that what it yeah. is? Okay. I, I mean, that's not okay. the word we're looking for, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's yeah. a related word. It's a related yeah. idea. Related I idea. did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I think that's like also why like it's really important to create work you like, but then. Oh, I think the battle is like maybe you do like the work. Like if public sentiment is so against you, does it become enjoyable anymore? Right. Exactly. What do you guys think? Like. Yeah, I mean, artists changing is a huge thing. I feel like we have it in our heads, both with artists when we say, "Oh, I, 
I miss the old Eminem, the Eminem mm. that was that had yeah, huge yeah. drug problems and had a lot of family issues. That was I want Eminem to go back to that. It's kind of a messed up thing to be wishing for. Yeah. Mm. Then you also see it in politics too for slightly different reasons. But you're like, oh, this guy changes his mind every other year or whatever. And mm. to me, I think it is really important to accept the fact that your opinions can and probably should change mm-hmm. the more yeah. you learn. Exactly. You don't want to change because public sentiment changes, which is the danger of doing that as a politician. Yeah. But respecting human beings to go through that and evolve. Yeah. And for sure. you've seen Tyler, the creator is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. He had a huge 180 recently where before he was making very aggressive hip hop music and using, you know, a lot of insensitive slurs and things like that. And then he comes out with an album, Flower Boy, the first of his transformation that is really flipping on a lot of those notions that he had of himself before, mm-hmm. um, talking about his own sexuality in different yeah. ways, his own mental health. Mm-hmm his own depression and things mm-hmm. like that in yeah. a way that really is not welcome in the hip hop space. But yeah. now we're seeing that change, which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and like Little Nas is also another one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Also Justin Bieber, I feel like he like was on break for like a couple of years on hiatus because he, he was came like, back. yeah, because he was like dealing with depression. Yeah, and then yeah. I think it's like, it has like a song like Lonely. It also kind of talks about that. It's like, oh, like you might have, you might have it all. I mean, it's kind of like a first world problem a little, I don't know, but because mm-hmm. it's like, may have it all it's like obviously it's great but then you're still lonely you know it's like yeah. still highlighting that part and that's really important so because we think fame and success means a certain thing to us but then like are you really happy when you achieve it or is it mm-hmm. more like are you fulfilled with like, the things you have in life right now he definitely goes through a lot of pressure mm-hmm. that's yeah. what i was thinking he gets a lot of hate he started yeah. i mean he started when he was a kid yeah. so it's kind of like like you talk going back to transformation idea like dude like people change and it, like sometimes they change for the worse, which is not the greatest, but it's mm-hmm. also sometimes changed for the better. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of believe that that change is possible. Mm-hmm. Like going back to the idea again, like we're multidimensional human beings, and mm-hmm. like at times, like you said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna understand things better, and we're gonna become less ignorant, right? If that's the case for Hopefully. certain people, right? And then I think even going back to like the first world problems thing, I'm like, well, a problem's a problem. I think at the end of the day, like a problem's a problem. Yes, it's first world problem, or yes, it's a third world. I don't know problem if you want to say it that way, but like. A problem is a problem no matter how you face it. And then, like, at the end of the day, yes, it is about broadening your horizons. It is about, like, understanding and having a better perspective about, like, where you kind of sit with that problem or where you sit with what you're perceiving as the issue in your life, um, right? Like, maybe you're complaining about something that some people see as trivial, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, about evolving past that and then being able to say, I've experienced it, so I know, like, you know, now I'm experiencing this new thing mm-hmm. and whatever I experienced back then was not that big of a deal. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, when you're a little kid, you lose a toy or you don't get a toy that you want. It's like, oh my gosh, it's the end of my world, mm-hmm. right? But then like now you understand like, yeah, like, you know, if you can't have it, I can't have it. If I can't afford it, I can't afford it. Um, and it's, but it's like, you have to get to that point. Like no one's going to pull up your Twitter history from when you were four years old and say like, how could you be complaining about this toy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm trivializing it a little bit and there's like certain people like with ideologies from like back then that others have been pulling up. So even though I'm saying in like a very kind of like, whimsical sense i think it still applies in that in that way in the same way yeah i think it comes down to timing right it's like if you're complaining about certain things when other things are going on i feel like that's probably when like you should like step back a little bit and like no but at the same time it's very important for those stories to be told too because other people can be going through that too and like sometimes like you said a problem is a problem and no one talks about it you can just be very alone Mm -hmm. so i think having that voice is still very important i think yeah just timing which is hard to get like get down right but yeah yeah, and that's a hard thing to share through art and now with social media because it's not like, oh, I'm I'm spilling my heart out in this open mic with only 20 people. Now it's, oh, I'm sharing this poem 
on my Instagram feed that my aunt and my uncle and my cousin and my parents follow or whatever. So yeah. now there's that extra thought in your head mm-hmm. of who is going to see this. Is there anyone in the world that I don't want to see this? Because mm-hmm. mm. odds are they can probably see it if it's online yeah. somewhere. You think that's why you feel like scared of success or like self-sabotage? Like, you no, know, she's calling you out right now. <laughs> I guess to a certain extent, maybe. Um, yeah, like, like I relate to that, you know. Um, you know, you always think about who's watching every single time you upload something, right? And mm-hmm. it's like you, as much as you want something to be as private and anonymous and like directed right. towards, you know, a certain group as you can, <laughs> right? It's like it's other public. people outside will definitely see it, yeah. even if your account's private or whatever. Like, yeah, it'll, it'll get out. So, yeah. yeah, it's just difficult. There's no such thing yeah. as truly private. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's also like so because I feel like that's like so specific to the yeah. media world like any other occupation it's it's yeah it's definitely like yeah it's very weird because i i feel like sorry but i feel like i i have to like curate my my audience or like whoever like i'm following or is following me so that i can post something very specific up it's like you know mm. Like, you don't want to, like, offend the wrong people. Yeah. Feeling the pre-pressure kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the whole Instagram, like, close stories thing kind of, you know, helps with that. that Yeah. I love when I see someone, the green ring around someone's story. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, they chose me. I have literally, like, two close friends on Instagram, but I I treasure those (laughs) those I think it's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two words, like, oh. Wow. No, he's one of us. It's not. No. Who's posting the story about? It's too close, friends. But but it's not talking so, trash. It's all like Richard Thirst traps. I'm like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 he's like plugging it. in. Um, to yeah. two people. Yeah. <laughs> to two people. Dude, yeah. being Darren and JoJo. That's so funny. Like adjacent to the topic of mental health is the idea of motivation and what motivates you, things like that. One thing that's sort of similar to self-sabotage, I think it's a little bit different, but for a long time, I would just not be competitive in even the smallest things, you know, going bowling or something like that. Bowling's a big deal, but even smaller than that. Um, I'm a big, big Lebowski fan. So bowling, bowling's very serious, but I, yeah, I'm a very competitive person. And when I was younger, I would lose and I'd be, I was such a bad loser. And yeah, I was a great winner, to be too. fair. Yeah. Like, if I won, I'd be like, hey, man, it was a great game. You did great. But if I lost all, oh, I was I was so upset. And to me, it was the fact that it's work to be able to grow past that and reconcile that feeling. So it was just easier for me to then not try. So then if I did lose, I'd be like, it's because I didn't try. So it's not a big deal. Right. It took me many years. You can years. justify that kind of, right. Exactly. I was in late high school slash in college when I really was able to make that push through and past that little mental block that I made for myself. Um, and now I am a better person for that, just in terms of self-development and self-growth. And also I get more done because I'm not afraid to pull back and really put my all into something. Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah, the whole mentality of like, what is a healthier mentality? But I don't know. It, it's so weird watching some documentaries like, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, the, last, the, yep, last the Last Dance. Yep, the Last Dance. Yeah, it's really like good. so... Uh, his whole mentality is so like kind of a dick um, yeah yeah exactly right but it's like that's what made him so great it's like that's what you have to do for greatness it's like what did he say i didn't get a chance to watch oh it he's like the the famous line from that um 
the documentary is like he took it personal, like he took it personal or something. Yeah, something uh, like that, right? Yeah. Also, like he that yeah. drove him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like everything was just like competitive, and he was like, "I'm out to get this guy. I'm out to this get oh, this guy." Yeah. Like, like everything was like, if I don't win this, like high stakes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it was a very like, I, I maybe toxic like yeah kind of yeah. mentality yep, yep. there. So, yep. but it's like that's what made Michael Jordan Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's essentially. Like, how can you, like, justify it, but at the same time, it's, like, you almost have to admit that there's some merit to it. Mm. Like, it sounds crazy, but it's, like, the same thing with chefs. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I've said this before. But, like, um, like with chefs, it's, like, yeah. you have to, like, be 100% into what you're doing. Mm. And then, like, believe what you're doing is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And then, like, you have to make, you have to have so much confidence in the dish that you're creating for your mm. audience that it's, like, there's nothing that can be better than this. And mm. otherwise, it's, like, no one else will believe the same as you. Mm. Oh, I feel like that mentality is, like, I I feel like I'm also a competitive person. Mm. I understand that, like, competition drives action, right? Because right. it's, like, mm. that stress and that you put on yourself definitely helps push things forward. Yeah. But I think it's, like, I would not want to do it at the expense of other people. Yeah. I feel like mm. we should all, like, rise up, you know? It's yeah, like, exactly. I mean, I think it's hard for stuff like that when you have, like, specific, like, there's slots. You know, there's only so many people you can have on the team. And I feel like for that, it's like, oh, I want to, like, for I me, mean, for him, it's like, mm. I need this thing done. Or it's like, I'm going to do this. Or it's not going to work out. I have to take it very personally. And I feel like, oh, that's going to be very, it's, I feel like it's hard to live that life where you're constantly, mm. like, yeah. You're almost constantly battling everything. Yeah. And it's everyone. An, you never it's feel safe old, or trust. It's an old mindset. And yeah. it's the easy way out, right? If you mm. want to be successful, it's easier to do it and be a dick to everyone. Because that guy, it's not... I, t- admittedly, I'm not a big basketball fan. Mm-hmm. I have not seen The Last Dance yet. Uh, yeah. I keep hearing it's amazing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, it's easy to rage out on people when they mm-hmm. don't do what you want and mm-hmm. use that to get your way. It's hard to... Like, to my point before, not to compare myself to Michael Jordan. Um, he's a lot taller than I am. But it takes work to grow as a person. Yeah. It yeah. takes work... And more time and more energy to be able to lift yourself up as you also lift other people. Yeah. It takes patience exactly. yeah. to let them grow into the yeah. role that you're giving them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's kind of a cowardly move. It's taking the easy way out to yeah. keep that old, old mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What how I kind of see it is like they cross the line into arrogance. Mm-hmm. And then like a lot of people would say, like, in in I guess like and this is more of like a, a secondhand account. I feel like this is just me like consuming media, maybe media gases up as well. And then also like hearing it right from certain from certain individuals who are kind of in that world. It's like you like you need a certain amount of arrogance, like you need to be arrogant and you need to be like, this is it. This is how it works. But I think like, um, you know, you do make a good point, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is like a there is like a line that you can't cross, can't cross, and once you cross that line, then it gets too much. Mm-hmm. It's like that that line of arrogance where it like it makes your whole life spiral out of control, versus like having like genuine confidence in what you're doing, but then the, like letting that confidence be so genuine that it's like humble at the same time. Almost like it almost seems like paradoxical or like um like there's something antithesis like I'm saying antithetical right? Anth- antithetical yeah, yeah <laughs> and, like to each other. Um, but it's like, but at the same time, like that is possible, but it just takes a lot more effort to get yeah. to that point. Cause like, yeah, I mean, like if you're in the thick of it and like you have a time crunch or something, I think it's like, yeah, if someone's really genuinely not doing it right, you don't have the time to like let them know how to do it. Cause it's like at the end of the day, like it just costs a lot of, of time, of effort. And it also like maybe you can't even afford the time or the effort. Um, but at the same time, at the end of the day, like I think it's still better in my honest opinion, it's still better 
to to pull everyone up with you because because if you're gonna look for like quote unquote the long term result, it's just gonna end up being better. Like nobody wants to be on Michael Jordan's team if he's just gonna be like, how could you have done this? Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 I'm sure like to some degree like even though he had those tough words, he probably still showed a, a certain amount of sportsmanship like conduct. Otherwise, like I don't think he would have been as great Maybe. as he was. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, didn't see watch. It, so yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but yeah. I don't hear a whole lot about Michael Jordan being nice to people he plays mm-hmm. with. No, yeah. Not. If you if you yeah. hear even like, oh man, Kobe Bryant still. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Anyways, oh, his... um, yeah. He. I mean, he. They all say it, like they trash talk mm-hmm. a lot on the court, and that's low low key. This goes a little bit too far, but low key, why I don't like basketball too much, like playing it, because I just feel like there's too much trash talking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a more of a collaborative individual. I am very competitive. I like winning as well, yeah. but I trash like trash talking is all part of sports, man. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's like interesting because I feel like it's. I don't believe it has to be. Yeah, like I mean, locker room talk. It, I don't think it has it to. It doesn't exist. have to be. Okay. Yeah, locker room. T- that's, oh. There's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's yeah. another. That's another. I mean, freaking. I'm a bit. I really only watch combat sports. Um. Mm-hmm. And I know UFC, whole bunch oh, of trash talking. Gosh, yeah. But then you go to One FC, which is basically Asian UFC, and it's a lot more respect. No, respect, yeah. yeah. And I think a part of it, part of this is like the capitalist mindset. I don't trash capitalism like a lot of people do, hundred percent. But they're putting on a but, show, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so it gotta, is this losers versus audience. winners mentality. Because right. if you have a system with winners, that means you have to have a system that also has losers, just by definition. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the media likes to see that. They like to oh, see like gosh. the drastic contrast of like the winners and losers because it's like they like to play it up and make it more dramatic than it has to be and i feel like that also feeds into why things are so divided because Mm -hmm. it's like it might be a small issue but because like you have like thousands or hundreds or millions of people on like one or the other side Mm -hmm. like those voices just get amplified and it's like so dramatic and you're like oh my god conflict polarizing oh my gosh if you i'm serious look up like cnn and I've been, I started noticing this back in 2016, but look up CNN and I'm not, look, I'm not, I consume different types of media. I'll watch CNN and Fox News. Like, cause mm-hmm. I want to know what at the, the same opposing, time. At the same two time. Browsers. Two browsers. Two screens <laughs> and my eyes are scanning different stuff. Yeah. Um, but like. But you're more focused on CNN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it better. No, no, no. Um, no, seriously. Like when you like watch, like, I mean, I just said CNN because it was more apparent through cnn but everyone does this right but if you look at like the way they constructed the um debates the presidential debates especially 2016 mm-hmm. it was it was like donald j trump versus hillary clinton it was like it was <laughs> like, like epic rap battle. yeah it was literally like i was like is this an epic rap battle or is this like is this literally like it sounds like almost I like a ufc fight yeah. like because in or like a boxing <laughs> fight because like if you look at the graphics that they do as well it's like red versus blue and then like they almost like a pokemon fight it literally looks like that to me because like it's like it's like one on top and one on the bottom and it was like I mean, fight. Yeah, that, that, that channel is literally the yeah. definition of what we're talking yeah. about yeah people I, like I that i forgot epic rap battles epic that rap was battles. so yeah. good was they're still doing it man it's yeah. still, yeah. Okay, I think they're still doing it yeah. they haven't been as good recently uh, yeah but because yeah. they, they lined everyone up already like who else is gonna fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Donald Trump versus George Washington. I feel like George Washington would just be like terrible. Mm. Terrible. Yo, they did George Washington. He was, it was, that was a good one. That, that was, was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. flow was, was I very think cool. I, I think I remember seeing it back in high school when we were taking AP like mm-hmm. US history or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember they, they had him with gross wooden teeth. And I feel like usually you oh, see yeah, him with a stern, like austere yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah. And now he, he opens his mouth. <laughs> it's all wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I love that. I love that because like they intermix like history with like rap and yeah. like humor. It's yeah. like, wow. 
very good. That, I get so upset when, oh, history class was boring. I'm like, how does a history teacher screw up teaching history and engaging what? You're just telling stories. Yeah. And on top of that, you're telling like the highlights of history. You're yeah. Not, yeah. Like, like, but they do screw up. No. They do. <laughs> some no, some they of do. them do. It's I, like, do. I had it's a, a passion really great thing. history teacher, though, uh, Mr. Costa. From, oh, yeah, Mr. Costa. From, yeah. Yeah. From there. Yeah. So you weren't there, but. In that middle school, but no, we met up later in high school. But yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was I heard great. Good he did, about he did the accents and everything. Oh. Every single like person. And oh, just, really? Yeah, that he was talking about. Wow. He did all the accents. It was amazing. I think that's so engaging. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. That's why I, I, I like. I always Put liked on, like, history. A play for us. Yeah, I always liked history because I feel like it was always a story. Yeah. And like, yeah, like it's it's 100%. so storyful mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, <laughs> going back to the thing, but like <laughs> epic rap battles at the end of the day is still like, it's like a comedy. It's it's yeah. meant to be a joke and it's meant to kind of be like kidding. But then when you have media that like literally portrays it as like this versus that, right. or like you're like doing, uh, well they call it ad hominem attacks, but you're attacking a person personally. Like Donald Trump likes to do that a lot. I'm sorry, yeah. but he likes to do that a lot where he's just like, oh like look at you, and it is like wait, but we're talking about policy here. Like can we can we go back to that? Yeah, and the unfortunate reality is that people don't pay attention to the policy. The walk stuff. Yeah, he likes Donald. But he's like yeah, he knows how to. Yeah, he digs into it. Yeah, he like he likes to stir the cup for sure. Stir the pot. Yeah, dick. Um. Cut that out. <laughs> 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 Dwight, 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 John Woo. Sorry to all, all the Donald Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Oh, but yeah. that's like just the political climate. Is it's just polarizing. Big, big thing for mental health, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Isn't it? It's so polarizing. And it is, it's hard to be centrist or in the middle or have any third opinion other than the prescribed one or two. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, when I tell people I'm a centrist, they're like, how could you be? I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. is it is it a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's just preconceived notions. Like, that means you have no political opinion at all. And I'm like, no, I have a lot of political opinions. I'm very opinionated. You, yeah. Like, when you're passionate about politics, it's so hard because it's like, a lot of it you really cannot control. Yeah, you so can. you're constantly, like, yeah. up yeah. and down. I think yeah. that's also the thing of mental health, right? I was thinking about it as I was, like, getting my Chipotle before. But it's like, that locus of control, you know? Like, losing it. Like, especially for things like media, for, like, like, like politics. Mm-hmm. It's like, you lose that control because so many things, it's like, environment based like up in the air like you have no way of like controlling oh this policy is going to get passed or like people are going to think this way or feel this way after we make this new short or something mm-hmm. like that and i feel like that's also why it's so like yeah it's very stressful for creators mm-hmm. because of that yeah. the intention is lost mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. or yeah <sighs> or it can be lost at least props yeah. to you fellow creators out here who are listening or even if you're not yeah. whoever else is here i think i think no matter what everyone's always creating like if you're yeah. even if you're like a researcher, you're creating research yeah. and you're creating things, and it's still like to some degree like mm-hmm. creative because mm-hmm. you're problem solving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're we're a forty four. You want? Hmm? Did did you, did you want to call it? If you guys want, we can call it. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, we talked about a lot and we we kind of went all yeah. over the place, but it was a good conversation. I mean, I'm just saying because you said you had to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We can we can start wrapping it up. Um, can we actually do like another quick five minutes? Yeah. And talk about just any advice we have or any okay. takeaways. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. In terms of mental health, mm-hmm. uh, I think a couple things off the top of my head, definitely um, taking time to just reflect, mm-hmm. right? To, to stop being motivated and pushed by momentum of going through life and then reassess why you're doing things, what motivates you. If there is anything going wrong, if you feel a certain type of way about something, sometimes it takes 
some some hard work to realize those things about yourself and to admit them to yourself even if you do notice them mm-hmm. um dropping that ego and saying i do need help in xyz or i do need growth in whatever areas yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and i think a lot of it comes with like that self-reflection like you were saying mm-hmm. um i think that one thing that really really helps is getting back on meditation for me i know meditation is like such a it's like a woo-woo. Uh, it's like a woo-woo yeah. type thing. And it's, it's become it's interesting you know, so mainstream. Christianity like also that, talks about meditation. Yeah, yeah. it's become so Meditating. mainstream. And, and and people kind of like compete. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I did more meditation. And like, these are my streets. And, and, like, it just I've becomes never so heard much. that before, but okay. No, no, it's, is that even I'll the core you. meditation? Being no, like competitive no, no, no. about yeah, meditating no. more or better? That it, it has become like competitive. Oh, and it's like, like people like post on social media things. look like at they, me look at me yeah they really take it that seriously oh. but i don't i don't think like you should put that much stress on yourself just whenever you can just try to like sit yeah and think yeah and you think. know or clear your head or something yeah. yeah i think that's a really really big thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just focusing in and breathing and, and whatever thoughts come through your mind just focus on those and then uh. figure out why those thoughts are going through your head uh-huh. uh, writing things down too after that kind of helps too mm-hmm so it's like that has helped like you follow like it has like i mean like there's a lot of stuff that i, I feel like i haven't really figured out and like occasionally like when i'm going throughout my day it'll just keep coming up and things will just start uh, coming up and then i'll be like man i can't even do like work it's just like so crowding right, yeah. yeah my brain so i i need to I, I write it like in a notepad or something like that or i write it in like uh um what like apple notes or something like that mm-hmm. and then i'll keep it for later and then when I go out and write, it'll just be like with that intention of figuring out what those things mm, are. Yeah. And then until you get to the core of those things, you won't like stop thinking about them. For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You still get like that feeling of uneasiness of like yeah. something yeah. is happening. Yeah. You kind yeah. of have to like solve it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that. I feel like right now that's kind of where I am, where like I'm trying to grapple mm-hmm. with like things I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I think just taking a step back, you know, and thinking like if I, this is already the most I can already. Mm-hmm. there's nothing else that i can do like out of my control i think it's time to be like you know it's okay like mm-hmm. i had like this huge computer issue like basically my computer broke blue screen everything and i'm not getting a new one until a month and a half later which is kind of ridiculous because mm-hmm. everything is online Dell. but yes freaking Dell. Dell. freaking but Dell. i think you know at this point it's like there's nothing else i can do for them anymore i already called as many times as i could so mm-hmm. just you know thank you richard for letting me a laptop yeah, i really appreciate it mm-hmm. and then I also put in like a loan request for the school so maybe they'll let me one as well mm-hmm. but i think just like you know going with the flow and just like if things aren't out of your control now don't stress about things that you cannot control right mm-hmm. i mean i'm still trying to get there fully because obviously it still upsets me but mm-hmm. I'm trying i'm trying i feel mm-hmm. like that's all you gotta do right yeah. just try yeah. that stoic approach right that stoicism yeah. sort of yeah 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 just go with the flow. It, yeah it also yeah. like sometimes you just can't it always doesn't always just pan out the way that you, mm-hmm, you kind of yeah. want it to or you imagine mm-hmm. it to. Yeah. 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 And I think like you mentioned before, getting there completely. For me personally, I've sort of abandoned the idea of getting to any one philosophy or life view completely. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a certain part of yourself that you can still util- you can still utilize every emotion that you have. You just need to reconcile it and have it not overtake everything else in your life. You need to have in some sort of balance. And you, of course, define whatever that balance is for yourself. But that competitive driving you, like we were talking about before, that's something Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about all the time. You know, just because you're competitive, you don't have to suppress that like mm-hmm. I did. You can still have it as a positive component in your exactly. life. You just need to know how to use it. In a healthy way. Yeah. 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 And sure. even comp- like I, a lot of people say, don't compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. I always compare myself to others. Mm-hmm. But I think I've tamed it 
and put it in a certain avenue of my mind where it is purely almost completely positive yeah um it's inspiration or it's motivation it's not a desire to tear other people down exactly. it's a yeah. desire to take for myself sure. and do more for other people exactly. yeah exactly. yeah and, and also like on, on that same note it's like it's also it's not a desire to like tear yourself down because you can put yourself down you're like mm. oh like they're so much better than me i can never right, imagine right, to right. achieve mm-hmm. but it's like well you gotta it's like it's not even it's not as simple as dismissing and saying well you gotta start somewhere i think it's like recognizing your where where your your current mindset yeah. is at and then like moving forward with that kind of mindset as well and like understanding it and i think mm. that kind of goes into what i was thinking was just being vulnerable and being honest mm-hmm. with yourself at times mm-hmm. and then also with with others yeah. It's like if you can't take that first step of recognition, um, like for for a long time, I realized over like that long winter break that we had that I was uh, paralyzed by my own fear of like, of failing. That so then I just didn't do anything. Mm. Like, and this like this like went into a lot of different aspects of my life, but it was just like the the fact that I was afraid of failing, and that I let fear itself control kind of like what I was afraid versus not afraid to do, and what I was actually doing versus not doing um and then it's like i think it's the same mindset it's like oh like i can never hope to be as good as xyz or like this person this person this person and then like i'm just gonna allow myself to sit there but it's like recognition is the first step Uh and if you're able to recognize like oh like i'm being paralyzed by this like whether it be fear whether it be like inadequacy whether it be like whatever it might be like that's that's like i think that's where it starts from and then recognizing it and then admitting to yourself accepting to yourself like hey this is my limitation let's work with it and like so we're past it mm-hmm. and then like at times i think it's always good like we're social beings we're called to be social <laughs> i think it's like um we're called into like like fellowship whatever it might be like because um you know we're we're meant to kind of share that with each other and then like kind of carry that burden together yeah. in that sense the introverts are quaking because they're like we're meant to be social they're like oh no yeah <laughs> i mean like here's the thing it's like that's what i'm saying like yourself versus like if you want to share with people and yeah, yeah. it's not like oh i'm gonna to go to social media and tell them like everything that's gone through my mind it's more like hey like i don't know jojo darren mike like and i'll share with like my close friends uh versus just like yeah. telling the world yeah. hey guys yeah. hey, and i think the conversation you're saying is really important yeah, like exactly. i feel like when i'm feeling a certain way like speaking to people mm-hmm. definitely helps me feel better even if it doesn't really solve the issue for me just yeah. like Speaking to them definitely makes you feel better because yeah. it's like, oh, at least if you support it, you know, like, yeah. I think having that support system is also super important. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, reaching out to people that you ha- have your back. And I know that not a lot of people have that. I feel like I'm very fortunate where the people around me are like positive and supportive. Um, so it's like very yeah. grateful. And then for those who don't, there's definitely like text crisis lines like online you can try to call. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't personally like called them, um, but that's something you can definitely try yeah. out. I feel like having that other pe- person to speak to definitely it helps to externally process. Feel, yeah. It's, it helps to externally process because you have to do both. You have to okay. internally and externally process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people just lean either way, but you still have. Yeah. I still think both are necessary. Yeah. yeah. Have any of you guys gone to a counselor before? Yes. Yeah. You feel like they've been helpful? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no. I um, think a lot of people have the perception that, oh, a therapist is going to fix my problems. It's really them facilitating you to okay. fix your own problems yeah. and asking you the correct questions or giving mm-hmm. you the correct guidance to then do that work yourself because right. it is going to almost only come from you yeah there's also externals you could change but even that it's most of the time on you to change those externalities sometimes cutting out toxic people or toxic situations things like that but that is work you have to do on your own right. yeah exactly yeah that, that mind muscle thing you know strengthening it for sure yeah, yeah for sure 
All think right. we're oh, in a good yeah. spot to end off with our word game. Oh, yeah. Everyone ready? All right, yeah. Darren. It's going to end on you week? again. You start this week? <laughs> yeah, you start this week. <laughs> oh, It'd be so funny words, if we actually yeah. get him to end. <laughs> oh, man. This... Are we going my direction? I thought it was going your direction. Oh. I thought it was, we always go your direction. Week was the worst <laughs> week that I ever had <laughs> to <laughs> do this <laughs> What? Laundry. What? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That's a good ending. That was good, yeah. That was a good idea. Okay, that's it. Nobody wants to move it along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like It's like a hot potato. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a slow potato. A slow potato. You just watched the Amateur Hour podcast from Amateur Mastermind. If you like that, please come back every other Tuesday when we drop new episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Amateur Mastermind and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Until next time. <laughs>